I won't deny it, I'm a Southsider. You don't wanna mess with me. Got the police looking for me. But I'm calm cause I'm smoking that CBD set. I won't deny it, I'm a Southsider. You don't wanna mess with me. Got the police looking for me. But I'm chilling in the back of the VIP set. We won't deny it, we are Southsiders. You don't wanna mess with us. Got the police looking for us, but there's nothing that they can do when you're chilling with the Blessed Life Podcast crew. What's up, what's up, what's good, everybody? I'm Brian Tierney. This is the Blessed Life University Podcast, The Blue Podcast for short. Today, we're going to be talking about the upcoming Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th, Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to be talking about uh, some of the prop bets on that, so listen up on that, all the crazy shit that you can bet on. We're going to be talking about Sports Mockery, the website, uh, the media company, and here to talk with me about that today is Kevin Giltmeyer. He works with Fidelity National Title. He's one of the business partners that we work with in the industry, and he is one of the co-founders of Sports Mockery. Also here with me today is Matt Thomason. He's a captain in the U.S. Army, an attorney at Thomason and Tierney, attorneys at law. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Well, sir, how are you? Very, very good. Captain, huh? It's true. Yeah, yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah, hopefully major soon. We'll okay. see. Yeah. Let's see if I get got some work to do. Or not. Yeah. yeah. Just trying for the promotion, man. But you got work. paperwork in front of you, and he's got a lot of paperwork to handle for I him. sure do. <laughs> the Army, man, they got a lot of paperwork. Yeah, Hoops. but uh, he's working on the promotion right now. Mm. So poor Matt is tired from a weekend of drill. He was actually <laughs> in Wisconsin. He comes back. This motherfucker thought we were recording uh, for last, like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was minutes. like, I was like, damn, dude, press record. Like, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, man. We I just wanted to figure out the whole big picture before we got into the trees or the yeah, forest, yeah. if you will. But uh, let's let's hit him with it. We'll get right into it. Uh, Tell us about the Super Bowl, Matt. Tell, right. tell us about the stats and how evenly matched these teams are. Super Bowl Sunday, right around the bend. Okay, so uh, this is, I think, probably you know some of the most evenly matched teams here that we've seen in in some time. I mean, they're just they're basically statistically mirror images of each other. Like when you look at their, they're both sixteen and three. They both have five hundred forty six points scored. They got six All Pros. And they each got a Kelsey brother too. <laughs> and they're they're each respected their own respected number one seeds too, and it's so it's just like good luck, you know, really picking, really picking one with confidence, right? I mean, y- you just flip a coin. This is this is a coin toss game, um, and it's it's going to come down to, in my opinion, it's going to come down to uh, how well Mahomes performs on that injury, and if he can just weather it, and uh, they if they can dope him up on the anti-inflammatory like you were saying earlier, and he can deliver. Normally, I mean, he can deliver injured. Um, we've seen that. So um, if he's essentially up, if he's essentially at like ninety percent, I mean, it's it's still anyone's game, one hundred percent. Like he still totally win, and it's tough betting against Mahomes. But like I like I said, the the Eagles. I mean, their defense is is buck nasty. If they can if they can shut down his receivers, you know keep the pressure on, I mean, he might be in trouble. Well, if he can stay uninjured throughout the entire game. And too. stay uninjured. He's going to have to stay uninjured because if he takes a bad hit, they're in, they're in deep shit. Um, 
but yeah, and also the Eagles running game. I mean, it's it's a locomotive. I think um I don't know where I was seeing like the stats on that, but it was um their running game stats were were scary where it was just like they, they were going old they, I forget the article here. But um, they were going old school with their running game, just like because this, this the NFL has become a little bit more pass heavy. But like back in the day, they used to just run the ball a lot more, and they like the Eagles are kind of on the old school shit, which is what the Bears um, did for all of our lifetimes. Yeah, and still do. Yeah, yes, pretty yeah. much. So even with Justin, he runs the ball too. Oh yeah, here we go. So and he's going at scrambling. Too. So the Eagles. Um, I'm just looking at this article from uh, recently. It says they turned back the clock in their uh, two playoff wins, becoming the first team in 33 years to rush 44 times in consecutive postseason games. So that's that's a stat for you right there. That's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, some locomotive shit that they're on. So, um, man. Well, speaking yeah. of some locomotive stuff, Kevin was mentioning Tordal before the podcast. It's yeah. anti-inflammatory. Painkiller anti-inflammatory that a lot of these – NFL players get shot up with to mask their injury that they're that they're currently going through to be able to get through that three and a half four hours on the gridiron to be able to get through and and come out on top. Yeah, where do we get our hands on this shit? <laughs> <laughs> we got to find it. I was gonna yeah. say right because yeah. um, right we dog. can use it just for our everyday work life, but also because we're like on the old side of young and. We got injuries to heal from, and is that way we can keep on exercising and all that stuff? I could use some anti-inflammatories. I wonder if that's like a Pfizer product, or is that a natural thing, or what is it? You know, because there's some good natural anti-inflammatories. That's probably not natural at all. Probably not. It's engineered. It's engineered in a lab. Tore something? This just fixes it all. It's torn all. (laughs) You won't even know it's torn. Everything that you tore? You won't even feel it. No, you'll forget. You'll forget what you tore. Yeah, I mean, never mind. You know the post, the post. Uh, you know, game recovery where you c- continue to like wreck your shit entirely. Mm-hmm. It's just, but in the meantime, you won't feel it. It's, that's a t- that's a tomorrow problem. I guess. <laughs> that's, we're just worried about the game tonight. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure tomorrow they problem. would much rather hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Yes. Than than worry about what Patrick's high ankle sprain is looking like. Yes, so indeed. Give him a couple CCs and he'll be on his way. Hopefully so, yeah, and hopefully it doesn't get worse than that. I hate to see people playing through injuries and trying to mask them and then it end up going so much worse. You know, you got a guy like Mahomes. Um, does he have, like, an official nickname? Because my cousin and I always called him the prodigy coming up, Patrick the prodigy Mahomes. The is that an actual nickname or is that just something he made up? I don't, I don't know. But um, because he was so good, you know, and you saw other guys, like, in the past, like Robert Griffin III, RG3, like, is he even in the league anymore? Does he play like back? No, no, he's a commentator at ESPN. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I think I do. I've seen him doing some commentating. No, nah, he's actually oh. pretty funny. He's good at good. it. I'm yeah, glad, he's very man, good, man, because that guy was supposed to be like the next big thing. And then I remember, can't remember if it was a championship game or if that was the Super Bowl when he he got smashed in the end zone and his knee just gave out on him or whatever. It's terrible to watch. I that's. Know. I feel like that's the NFL is like. Maybe the most dangerous sport for your knees, probably, of of any of any sport. Maybe I'm forgetting one, but I mean, man, it's got to be it's, right. It's got to be. I think between na- your your knees and your brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. your brain too. Yeah, you, with that's, the TBI, that's the worst yeah. one, man. Because uh, we had like a Tariq Cohen mm-hmm. guy was like five seven, five eight, and just an incredible running back, man. But 
Fucking Torres ACL. Is he still playing now? No. Yeah, he's not in the league anymore. I don't think. Poor guy, man. I hope you saved his money because he was doing really well. He was incredible for the Bears. And it's just like one of those guys where, like, you know, I had a theory with Derrick Rose. I feel like he was explosive and he was incredible in when the competition was smaller. But when that guy got into the NBA and he's trying to drive past guys that were, like, six, six, seven foot, like, you can only do that for so long, man. I mean, he was basically jumping over people like in, in <laughs> high school, you know what I mean, or whatever. But uh, what are you gonna do? But uh, but yeah, no, no. It sounds sounds like we got a pretty even matchup. I'm very excited. Um, Mike Corelli was supposed to be with here, us here tonight. He couldn't make it due to some family obligations, which we all have. Um, but he's Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know why he likes them, but they're like his favorite team or whatever. And uh, <laughs> so he'd be over here cheerleading the hell out of them if he was here. But uh, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to. Order like a million wings and just sit back and not do anything and maybe take off like half day on Monday or something. Like, because I'm not drinking right now, it doesn't matter about that. I just yeah. feel lazy after I eat all that food, you know. T- take the morning off, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like 11, uh, 12 or something and get back at it. What but, do you uh, What do you got planned for it? Actually, my son's got a hockey game. Uh, yeah, so he's got hockey. During the Super Bowl, he's got well, it's at two thirty out, out in Geneva. Ooh, so about an hour drive. So, yeah, yeah. two thirty. The game's usually a little bit, a little over an hour. So we'll probably be getting home right before kickoff. Is is okay. kind of what I'm estimating. So it'll be a family thing. We'll just be hanging out at the house, kind of. Well, if you can, if you can get back, yeah, before kickoff, that'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah, we should be able to. It'll be close, but we should. Be what time is kickoff? Five, five thirty. It's like five thirty-seven or something goofy like that. Yeah, mm. but I think it's something, something like five thirty. And the, those hockey games, they play about an hour or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're only an hour. They're, 12-minute periods. So, Was he playing for school, or what is it? No, he plays for St. Jude, St. Jude Hockey Club, and they are out of uh, Crestwood. Oh, okay. So Southwest Ice Arena is their main rink. Yeah. And how many kids you got? I got two. Two, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my daughter plays as well. So. Well, uh-huh. uh, yeah, thank you, because I know they had practice tonight, right? They did, yeah. And you yeah. rearrange your schedule <laughs> well, to be here. Yeah, but it's a lot on my wife. But, um, but, yeah, they have practice on Tuesdays at different rinks at the same time. So that's oh. where it becomes really kind of challenging. Yeah, because you're driving around. Like is when you gotta drive around and stuff. But Geneva, man, um, if you are stuck, there's a lot of nice places to watch a game out there. I'm a huge fan of Geneva, Illinois, not Wisconsin. Although Wisconsin's probably nice too, but Geneva, Illinois, there's a place I like to go out there for like a long weekend. It's called the Harrington Inn and Spa. It's right on the Fox River. Okay. If you get the riverside view, it's beautiful. They have a nice walking path. There's a park across the river, and then there's just this total strip down there with like all sorts of restaurants and also a little shopping district that goes down one of the side streets. Okay. Where you can buy all sorts of like you know stuff for the kids or like they have like you know chocolatier stores you go in there and like you know get homemade fudge or whatever mm-hmm. definitely a nice place but uh, and you go to a spot you can get a massage there or whatever and the, the rooms are really nice they bring you milk and cookies before bed huh. like double tree right uh-huh. doesn't double tree do that or are they the ones who give them the cookies up at the front desk maybe they should I all think some still, I think yeah they still do that maybe. Yeah. they used to because uh-huh. at Harrington in a spot used to be a creamery back in the day and they would keep the cream cold by putting it in barrels and putting it in the river because the Fox River is so cold and the water yeah. just keeps on oh no way that's yeah. cool that's really it's really cool so they kept up the tradition of the milk and then you got the cookies there too. If you oh, miss yeah, the guy going around with the cart, you can go down to the cart. Oh, I see it right here. It's right up the uh, uh, Fox River, literally. Yeah, in an in and spa, right? Yeah, and it's not bad. Like if you're yeah. going on a Sunday night, it's usually more affordable. Like I don't. Saturday, Friday, Saturday, they're peak days. It's more expensive. Don't think I've been to Geneva and actually spent any 
time there. I'll have to check it we'll out. We'll go out there one day. Too. They got some good yeah. bike trails, good golf out there. If you wanted to go stay out there for like a little family thing, like we normally go to the Northwoods of Wisconsin. Matt's been up there to our family home for like the Fourth of July. But there was a That's year cool. where my brother was sick and we just or something happened. We couldn't leave or whatever. It was just a couple of years ago. We went out to the, the Harrington and then we went to St. Charles for the fireworks show. So they had a huge fireworks show. And it was like this awesome park. They had a little mini golf course. They had like all sorts of you know snow cones and shit. It's great family experience, uh, even during COVID. So can't keep us from getting together outside. It sounds like <laughs> or whatever. You know, I guess you could, but uh, stop us. We learned from all that. But uh, so anyway, um, so all right. So uh, Kev, you said before we got started here that you're probably gonna pick the Chiefs and, and the Hawks. I, I yeah, we were kind of talking. It's like when you're getting points from you know, Pat, when they're giving Patrick home points. I, I I feel like it's that's a t- it's really hard not to bet on. It's almost like free. Free money is, is what you feel like, but this yeah. Eagle team is really good. So dangerous. Um, yeah. So good. Um, it's and, and their defense is, you know, their cornerbacks um, are, are phenomenal. You know what I mean? I, I'd say probably the best duo in the league uh, between James Bradbury and Darius Slay. So they might be able to lock up some of those, some of those Kansas City receivers. Not that any of them are – world beaters by any means, right. you know, besides their tight end. You know, Travis is obviously, you know, probably the best in the game. You know what I mean? Um, is 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 the best of the game. So, um, that the, you know, the Eagles defensive front gets after it too, you know. So, it's, it's going to be Hassan Reddick. You know what I mean? He's he's might be the best player on the field for either team. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's, it's going to be real interesting. It, it's going to be hard to go against the Eagles, but right now I'm leaning, I'm leaning Chiefs for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I mean, you know, hopefully Mahomes will still be able to play the whole game. Yeah. Um, doesn't worsen the injury, but um, there's nothing like the experience because has he won how many Super Bowls? He has two or what? Or one? I think he's only got one. one I think he's one. been to two. He's been to two. Yeah. One, one. Mm-hmm. And he lost to the, the, the Buccaneers, right? Didn't uh, Brady beat him a couple lost years ago in the Super Bowl? Because they won in 2020, was it? TB12. They lost the TB12. That's they right. Won in- Okay. Yeah. I don't remember the year they won. It was like right before. Co- it. it was right before COVID. Was it? and then they went back and lost. Yeah. I think against the Buccaneers. They won yeah. 2020. Yeah, 2020. I remember. 2020 is when they won. And they remember. went back in 21 and lost. I think right. It was, yeah. They were, they were hoping to be a two-year team, which not many teams do it two years in a row, except for like the Patriots or some shit. I right. Remember, yeah. They yeah. tried to go back in 21. So, yep. And then and lost Tom Brady. Gotcha. The Buccaneers. The, the old wily veteran, fucking shoulder young man. Like, the goat. There's levels yeah. to this shit. The goat. There's levels to this yeah, shit. Meek Millwood for sure. Yeah. Now he's got to. Uh, now he's just got to got to keep playing after uh, going kind of heavy into uh, crypto and coming up short. But well, he announced <laughs> yeah. who, uh, Brady yeah, went a little heavy into crypto. You know, he announced his permanent retirement, right? Yeah, he, so. he just did that. He within the last week, I think he announced. Oh, he did. Yeah, See, he did. it showed you how much I follow football. So yeah, well, I mean, he he still got a shitload of money like so. he could still play because yeah. I, I don't remember what their record was this year they had kind of a rockier record than they had in prior years but they were still good. good yeah they were they were good they i mean made the playoffs yeah. one and done but um you know it's kind of crazy speaking of that like to talking about like how brady over his 20 something year careers made like 300 and something million yeah. playing nfl football right yeah. it's wild the contract that he signed with fox is 10 years 350 million what for a commentator? To be a commentator. Oh, oh shit! So he's he'll make more money nice. in his post football life than he did while he was playing. And look at that. In awesome. half the amount of time. You yeah. c- you can't 
it, what a story he had because like he escaped major injury throughout most of his career. Mm-hmm. He and had a great offensive line. Handsome bastard yeah. while he's commentating all the time. We're blast, man. Yeah. You know he, I mean? he had he's, a great offensive line. They're going to have to turn down the lights on the camera because this guy's going to have so many Super Bowl rings on when he tries to hold the fucking microphone. They may well make brass knuckles out of those things. It, yeah. If you see, if you put like Aaron Rodgers next to Tom Brady in like an accelerate in like you know twenty years from now, like Aaron Rodgers would be a broken old man from all the fucking <laughs> shots he took, and like and, and Brady will still be fine. Like he'll still be out going on runs and shit. So uh, like, Aaron Rodgers announced today, you know he he's debating whether or not he's coming back. Right? Yeah, at Aaron all Rodgers, or just for yeah. the Packers? For the Packers or at were, all? I don't know. They were talking about maybe trading him. Both Packers yeah. Packers probably want to move on with him. Yeah. you know what I mean. They're, they're, yeah. And um, I'm sure he might want to move on from the Packers. So he came out and said he's going to make his decision after he's going to go live in darkness and take hallucinogens for four days straight. Sounds like a great plan. And then he will make his decision after <laughs> after, after those four days. Four days of darkness while he is hallucinating. Just tripping balls. Just tripping balls. <laughs> I love it. Deciding what he's going if he's going to continue to make. This is. I think he's scheduled $40 million next year, so I, think, I think what the Packers owe him. I was going to say, this is the, oh, the problem of TBI. When you take enough shots, these are the decisions you make. <laughs> like, that's TBI in real, real time for you right well, here. Well, you know what's funny, man? We, Brett Favre was just talking about TBI and concussions, and he was saying if a concussion is getting taken to the ground, hitting your head, and seeing stars, he's like, that happened to me thousands of times in my career. You know, some were more severe, some weren't. But – you know, they kind of go away, the sparkles go away, and you just line up and get your next play in. And it's like, he's right, man. You you, you realize, like, just this morning, it kind of bumped my head, bending over in the car, you know, moving out quick or something. It wasn't bad, but even a light little bump hurts, and it lingers for a bit. You can imagine just getting smashed to the ground, like, 20, 30 times a game or something like that. Like 300 sucks. pounders that just want to get paid yeah. to just level you as hard as they possibly can. Monsters. Yeah. Bulldozing you. Yeah, they, there's um, doctors out there now that are realizing that there's a lot of hormone issues that result after traumatic brain injuries. And they say that if you can manage those and reduce inflammation, your body will heal much better. And perhaps you might not end up like with dementia. Like or, Ollie, uh, where you're yeah. like have Parkinson's and shit. Or par- yeah. Parkinson's, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Ollie obviously was one of the worst cases we'd ever seen of it. Um, it's pretty bad. Although he's you know, one of the all time greats. Um, Rogers, man, interesting character. You know, he was one of those guys who was like, you know, refused to take the vaccine and objected on various grounds. One of them was just a practical grounds. He said he's allergic to one of the ingredients that they use in there. But he's got that like long haired rebel guy. He's like, you know, the. Just a good Wisconsin gunslinger like Farb. Like, <laughs> he faked the media out up there in Green Bay when they asked him if he was vaccinated. He said, I'm immunized. Or immunized. I'm immunized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what he said. And, yeah, that's what he told me. <laughs> Semantics, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, natural and he immunity thought he, is he, immunity. And that's what he thought. He thought from his... CDC uh, said so. Yeah, yeah, from his... Um, you got to listen to the CDC. Whatever peyote he was doing, too, or something like that. He went on some other... I don't know if he was microdosing mushrooms or something like that, but he was also... Hell yeah. Saying that he came back off of that, like, oh yeah, everything. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need that vaccine now because, well, I'm good. Yeah. If a bag of mushrooms will give you immunity, let's all bust one open I right now, so. gentlemen. Like, give me a cap and a stem, bro. Give me a cap and a stem. <laughs> a cap and a stem. <laughs> I, you know, I've never tried them, so maybe I'll start off with a cap or a stem. Either one of them. Maybe I'll sprinkle them on my salad. Got to stay healthy over here on the salsa. Yeah, yeah, mushrooms are good for you, right? Yeah, they are. So I guess they're natural. Fried up with some garlic. You know, <laughs> put it on a steak. 
<laughs> just a well, trippy steak you? you've ever had. <laughs> Am I eating the steak or is the steak eating me? <laughs> it's inside me. I'm becoming one with it. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I'll, it's tough to say, man. I, I, I think I go with Matt. I, very, very hard for me to make a pick. You know, I don't, I don't follow this stuff as closely, so I rely on I don't other people who know more. Corelli's probably knows every stat down to the friggin' player. Kevin owns a friggin' you know sports website, so he's, he's got to be up on his sports stuff. And uh, and so um, I, I don't know. I guess I'll just go with Chiefs just because of the experience of Patrick Mahomes and. Uh, We'll see if that comes through. It's hard to bet on an injured man, but I I no disrespect to to Mahomes. This is entirely selfish of me. My pick for this game, I'm gonna go with the Eagles just to be devil's advocate, and because an ex of mine was a big Kansas City, City Chiefs fan, uh, so I gotta go with the Eagles on this one, just to spite her. Good. So yeah. Oh, you're a karma killer, yeah, man. I know. It's gonna come back to kick yeah. you in the ass or something. I hope Hopefully I not. hope Mahomes. He remains uninjured though. I don't want. I don't want to see him get fucked Me up. Me too, like, Guy's a great yeah. dude, making all those awesome State Farm commercials. Seems like a great guy with a bright future ahead of him, and hopefully yeah, last one. But I see both come. both teams at their best, right? You know, yes. Yes. both teams yes. the best. Give me the best game possible. Um, the best possible. And, and I think it is. I think it is the two best teams in the league this year. You Easily. know what I mean? Which is great. Which yeah. is, um, we're fortunate to be able to see this game. So I'm excited. Um, yeah, yeah. They neither of them faltered, you know, throughout the season, and um, you know it's. It's great when you get to see the best possible matchup. Like, like if it's a fight, same weight, same height, same record. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're this is gonna be this is gonna be good, man. I got a caveat that though. I'm not gonna be thrilled either way though because the fallout. Remember when Bill Burr just like he was doing stand up in Philly and he just like shit on everything that Philly was about and believed in, and he just he was getting booed and he just like roasted them for, like freestyle roasted them for like thirty minutes straight. But they came back to him, or no? Yeah, I, I think there it was it was all in good faith. Right? It was all just a good you know ball busting session. But like, did you see like the last time some of the footage of the last time the the Philly uh, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl like the pandemonium that occurred in Philadelphia? Did he like, destroy the city I, or what? He basically well not so much destroyed the city, but more like. I remember watching one video. There's a crowd out celebrating, and, and there was literally a, a bunch of Eagles fans. And there was a there was a man. There was some kind. I think there was some mounted horse police that went through, and the horses left droppings, you know, in the street. And there, I watched a Philadelphia Eagles fan eat horse shit off the street in, in a video, like because they dared him to. Like that that was the Eagles fans, and oh, so. Maybe Dude, maybe I do Philly want the Chiefs cheese. to win. <laughs> I, I just don't know. <laughs> they do want like, good Philly cheesesteaks there. Like, why would you yeah, eat that? Why would you? I know. You I mean, have so many great options there. Yeah, maybe really. he ate the mushrooms first and just seemed like, like, do it, pussy. Do it, do it. He's like, yeah, I will. Ah. <laughs> Dude, apparently that's a really rowdy city, man. Yeah, it looks that they way. They say, like, there was, there were stories I was listening on Rogan. They were saying, like, People be waiting in line for food late at night after leaving bars, and they'll just start fighting in line. People start talking shit to each other, you know. But they yeah. uh, they booed Santa Claus, right? Isn't that the famous the famous uh, Philadelphia Eagles? They had Santa Claus out there on like uh, Christmas Eve or something like that, and they what started a, they started booing they them. Boo Santa yeah, Claus. Yeah, they booed Santa Claus, man. What yeah. the fuck? They, uh, <laughs> It's a rough Eli place. Manning tells a funny story about like, like this nine-year-old giving the double bird. You know what I mean? Nine-year-old kid, nine, <laughs> nine-year-old kid from Philly. Giving they me teach the him early bird, to just you know? be an asshole. So. Family Guy pointed out uh. that they're like, um, they did uh, they do these spoofs. So every once in a while in their shows, they'll do one where like they'll do like a few different movies where they like do a little spoof of it during the episode. It'll be like ten minutes per each part of it. And they did one on Rocky in Philadelphia. They're like, "Welcome to Philadelphia." 
the home of brotherly love and also like just savage like crazy fighting people or something like that whatever they <laughs> pointed out it's like a bunch of crazy people nine-year-olds giving you the double birds the holy double shit bird. where'd you learn that from kid yeah. yeah i mean that might have been me when i was his age but and more know, than likely yeah you know i i was so impressionable when i was younger you know you tell me like fuck the packers and i'd have probably been yelling at the whole game fuck yeah guys <laughs> that's a good kid there somebody taught about nowadays everybody's like those kids can't say that word yeah, safe space. You know, it shifted a bit space. the cultural it used to be spectrum. Rowdy here in Chicago, man. At those sports games and shit. Um, I have a buddy who came with me. We were at the Sox game, and he started yelling something with one of the pitchers. He's like, "He's a Polish guy out of there, blah blah." And he's like, "People are kind of looking." And other one of the dudes laughing. I'm like, "You need at least one of those guys at, at these games. You, know? you got to keep it interesting man. to yell and shoulder outrage at the decision making on the field." What do you got, Kev, as it, far as our... It's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. When, when, you, when you're going with somebody who's acting like a jackass. You know what I mean? But at the same time, you're kind of like... Eh. It's, it's, it's it takes a lot of energy. Yeah. 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 I mean, as long as it's like... Um, as long as it's funny or whatever, like... I'll give you an example. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. But this was a pretty solid one-liner. We were at a high school basketball game at St. Joe's, and we took that shit real seriously because they were, like, multi-time state champions. They didn't win it when I was there, but they won it in, like, 99 and 2016 after I was out. But there was this guy from another team, and he was number 25. And I was like, hey, you, number 25, let me get a cheeseburger and a small fry because you'll be serving McDonald's for the rest of your life or some shit like that. Just trying to get in these guys' heads. I was yelling this shit at him, bro. I remember it this very day. I remember all these people. I was like, ah, shit. I was just yelling bars at him. Hey, you. And I was like, I can't believe it. It was just one of those things that came out, and it was, like, perfect, you know. But, nice. um. Kevin, you were talking about some prop bets before we got yeah, started. Yeah, we, we were kind of looking at some things. So, you know, one of the major ones, I think, one of the bigger prop bets, if, if you want to call it that, is Super Bowl MVP, right? Mm. Who's going to win this Super Bowl MVP? So kind of going back over, you know, who has won it recently and stuff like that, right? It's, it's, it's an offensive award, right? Three defensive players have won it in the last 21 years. That's Ooh. it, um, which is kind of interesting. Um both times that those defensive players won it, one of them um, was Von Miller who won it when the Broncos won it, uh, who won the Super Bowl. And if you remember, Peyton Manning didn't have a great game that game. Uh, he didn't even have any touchdowns or anything like that. So, um, mm-hmm. the um, so when, when you look at the Super Bowl odds, you're going to have your favorites, right? You're, you're going to have your Jalen Hurts, your your Patrick Mahomes, your Travis Kelseys. Those all, you're not going to get the best odds of those. So right. those might make you a couple bucks, right? But that's not your best odds, right? Your, your best odds are going to be those guys that got those, you know, huge pluses, right? That when you're when you're going through your, your bet. So looking at it, you know, Miles Sanders is one that a lot of people are picking. Devonta Smith, the wide receiver, is another mm-hmm. one. Uh, one that I really like. Now, now it is a long shot, right? But but he's plus twelve thousand five hundred. Okay, so it's it's Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is the is ba- he, yeah. What? Kenneth Gainwell is a backup running back. Okay. To, oh wow. To the Eagles. Okay. Okay. So Eagles are going to run the rock. Okay. They're going to run the rock. They run the rock all year around, right? They're not going to stop in the Super Bowl. This is what got them there. They're going to run the rock. Yeah. They're going to run the rock with Jalen Hurts. They're going to run the rock with Mylon Sanders. They're going to run the rock with with Kenneth Gainwell. In fact, Kenneth Gainwell has outrushed Miles Sanders in these playoffs so far. So he has gained more yards than him on less carries. Uh, Miles Sanders has 28 carries, and uh, Kenneth Gainwell has only got 26 so far this postseason. So 
for a long shot, right? Twelve thousand five hundred. Put a couple bucks down on on Kenneth Gainwell, and and let's see what it does for you. You know, it's, it, yes, okay. he's a backup running back, but let's be honest. I mean, let you throw ten bucks on him. You know, that you're looking at a hell of a payday. You know what I mean? Where yeah. if you put ten bucks on on you know Patrick Mahomes, you're like, you're mm-hmm. you're making twelve bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who cares? So. Um, keep that in mind. You yeah, know what I mean? You have to spend a ton of money on Mahomes to win anything if he's MVP, but that's a tough one, man, when he's hurt. You know, it's just hard to make that bet. But if you had enough money where you could spend enough to make a lot, you know, make it worthwhile, it'd be good. But so, okay, so so that's we had the prop bet for MVP. Yeah, um, MVP's a good one. Uh, another one that I really, really like. Let me see if I can find it. So I, I always have one about the Gatorade. Yeah. Um, Gatorade is a huge one. I actually had a buddy who works for pepsico who owns gatorade um so in years past i've been able to kind of get hey there's three of this color on this sideline there's four of this color because they're all not the same flavor every one of those gatorade you know five ten gallon whatever whatever jugs they call cooler jugs they are they're all they're all different flavors in there um but one thing that i I was kind of interested on is if you put a hundred bucks right take a take a hundred dollars out of your your pot right you put 46 dollars on yeah it's yellow green is, is, is what mgm calls it right yellow or green yeah. you know lemon lime right that, that's yeah, a pretty yeah. traditional flavor um if you go back and, and, and you look the eagles when they won the nfc had lemon lime okay so what are the chances they're not gonna have lemon lime on the super bowl right right hey. probably pretty slow probably pretty low so if you think the eagles are gonna win i think you would bet Lemon lime, right? Yeah, that that right. makes the most sense to me. When the Chiefs win, they usually have orange. Hmm. Orange is usually when orange the Chiefs is a good win. Flavor. It's it's one orange of the original, is good flavor. So, the so if you take a hundred bucks, you put forty six dollars on yellow or green. You put forty three dollars on orange, which is plus three hundred. The uh, yellow and green is only plus two seventy five. Then you take that that extra, you know, ten eleven bucks that you have left over, and you just put no Gatorade bath, right? H- hedge it a little bit for no Gatorade bath. There's been two of those in the last 20 years where they don't show it on TV, the guy getting the Gatorade uh, bath, okay? So yeah, they do show that. It's, anybody wins, man. You it, gotta it's huge, Gatorade, but yeah. there's been two in the last 20 where there's been they none. Into it. So um, there's a bet for that. So there's a bet that you can hedge it, yes. It's a remote one. So when you budget it, it's plus 1400 Ooh. So every dollar <clears throat> you win, you're getting 14 bucks back. Every dollar you bet, you're going to win $14 if it, if it yeah. wins. If they don't have a Gatorade bath. If they don't have a Gatorade bath. For the winning bath. coach or whatever. Yep. So take 100 bucks, you know, kind of. Spread it out a little bit, but using that theory, you're bound to win money. Yeah, you're gonna win something. You're gonna win something. So if you bet multiple prop bets, with if you just take that Gatorade bet, oh, just the Gatorade, yeah, bet. And, and, and and kind of kind of break it out like we were kind of talking about. Um, <laughs> That's an interesting one, man. The it colors is. of the Gatorade. I wouldn't even using think to bet on something like that myself, like dude. <laughs> There's probably you'll bet on everything. If you ever listen, you guys know Artie Lang. He used to be on like, uh, well, he's first of all famous comedian, movie star, and he used to Howard be on Stern. Howard Stern. Horrendous drug addict too, and a degenerate gambler. Yeah, he's like, people like me are the reason that like bookies used to record the phone calls because he'd be like, I'd be so high and coked out of my mind that I would bet on one team and then call them back an hour later later to bet on the opposing team. <laughs> you, know, like, you just called us an hour ago to bet on the Cowboys. <laughs> Like, no, I didn't. He's like, put another ten thousand on so and so. Like, but yes, that's because they'll bet on anything. He's like, dude. He's like, you go to these places. You go bet on like high school across from like Minnesota. <laughs> and shit like that. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> the girls' team, yeah. The girls, the girls high school across you. Sorry, girl sports is fun. Don't hate me, YouTube. That's <laughs> yes, that's great. You know, there's equal opportunity we podcast. We're just saying that who, who, especially women's MMA. Awesome. Fuck yeah, we love yeah. MMA, all kinds of it. But uh, but yeah, no, it's the point is just like they're playing betting on high school sports, not that it's female necessarily, but. Uh, what else you got? Any other good ones on there? Yeah, so Kenneth Gainwell, we just kind of mentioned him a little bit for that Super Bowl, or for the, I'm sorry, the MVP. Uh, another prop bet that he's got is um, over or under one and a half receptions. Mm-hmm. Okay, So over or under, is he going to catch two passes in the game, or is he only going to catch one or none? Okay, The Chiefs defense gives up the second most targets to running backs throughout the entire season. Kenneth Gainwell is obviously the running back, right? Um, they give... They gave up the most receptions to a running back all the entire season and the fourth most yards to a running back for the entire season. What does that tell you? It tells you that they don't play very much. They don't play the flat very well, right, that that underneath coverage. So I think a lot of that might be open, right, for Jalen Hurts to take advantage of with some of those linebackers on – uh, the Chiefs team to be able to get get him out in some space and get him some get him some uh, couple 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 catches, you know, because mm-hmm. he needs two catches, which is uh, not a lot. So you can make some money there. So what's uh, so what's the odds with that one? What do you bet for every dollar you bet? You know, I don't know if I have the odds on here. I don't. So it'll probably worse. depend on your on your actual um, app that you use, yeah. or, you know, whatever site you go through. But why they give different odds <laughs> for stuff like that? Oh yeah, like MGM will have the odds at one point. DraftKings will have you know a, a different amount, and, and it all depends on the juice that you pay to the book and on, on that kind of stuff too. So interesting, all that stuff matters I, too. Man, I, I got to learn betting terminology. I'm such a novice with that. I shit. can't get I can't get involved in. It. I see what I see what happens. To some of the folks I know, some of my buddies I know, and how much money they have in play on some of these bets. And, you know, uh, my guy was, he was explaining to me, like, okay, I've got to have like six stars aligned. This has got to happen. And the second thing's got to happen. The third thing, and so on to the sixth thing. And if I would just win all six things, you know, all these six things occur in a row, I will, you know, I will make like, you know, $20,000, whatever, for the money I put in. I'm like, and it never happens. No. Like, and it's just like, parlays you know, are very hard to hit. Yeah. I'm just like, that sounds awesome in the remote chance that it occurs and all the stars aligned, but, it, I would just be like on pins and needles, like you know. At, at, I wouldn't be able to even enjoy watching the game. I don't think if I got too much money riding on it, I, I could never. I could never relax, you know. I, I would bet, you know, a little here and there, but then it's just like I know me, and it would spiral and it would snowball, and it, I would just start chasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never was a gambling guy. No, we went to a casino me. for my buddy's twenty-first or something, and I paid. You know, I bet like twenty bucks or something. This was when twenty bucks was twenty bucks. <clears throat> yeah, I won forty-five. And I paid for the drinks that night. And that, that tells you how far money used to go when we were 21, bro. <laughs> like, you used to be able to go to, like, the, we were at a casino in Indiana, whatever it was. I don't know if it was Horseshoe oh, it's or Indiana. whatever. Yeah, Horseshoe, and, baby, yes. Dude, I mean, used obviously, the drinks were cheap. They wanted you to stay there drinking and keep yeah. on spending your money. But paid for all the drinks for the night, and then we went back and fucking. The buffet. We did. Like, it was, like, $23 all-you-can-eat buffet, and it was just, like, more food than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was horrendous. Um, and, yeah, you just drink all. That, that was all I did. Hit the buffet, drink. And watch like, um, I don't know, like tales from the crypt cats, like spend their like last dying years there. They have like an oxygen tank. They'd be like, they'd be like on the on oxygen smoking. Oh yeah, because that's not dangerous at all. Pulling the sh- pulling the, the slot machine and like spending their social security like and, until the clock ran out. Like that was that was the horseshoe. Man. And they bust them in. Yeah, they bust yeah, them man. in by the bus. Like the senior homes yeah. and shit or the churches. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Jesus. I'm like. This right. cannot. I mean, is this is this what I have to look forward to in life? This is like dying at the horseshoe at the slide. Just 
<laughs> no, man, man. I'll die on the golf course instead, bro. Okay, I'll be out there yeah. swinging a club, exercising yeah, yeah. or some fucking thing. I want to die on a boat. That'd be that'd be nice. Oh, no, yeah, that'd be a good good place to go. Boat floating on the waves. Ah, yeah. <laughs> good way you to thought go. about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice sunny nice sunny day. Not too many clouds. Good way to go. A couple of drinks Just in go me. Go wherever the current takes you. Yeah, yeah. Like, why is that boat ran aground on shore? Ah, yeah, that was old man Thomas, and he uh, looks like he just checked out. <laughs> like, Word has his treasures buried somewhere around. Yar. <laughs> he was searching to find it in his dying days. Never got to take advantage of the money. Spend it while you're alive. You can't take it with you. Yeah. Uh, last one I got sure. is uh, Patrick Mahomes to throw an interception. Okay, mm. so you you could bet that. So Mahomes had twelve he's interceptions 12, yeah. throughout the regular season. Yeah, has none so far this postseason. So so he's doing good there. But Philly did pick off opposing quarterbacks seventeen times last season. So that's one. That's on attempt. That's what a game, right? Because they're playing seventeen games now. That's pretty good. So that 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 makes me lean towards like that. Patrick Mahomes in his last two Super Bowls has thrown four. Interceptions. No shit. Yeah. Big game you're going for big. still under yeah. pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So four total interceptions over his last two Super Bowls. Um, 12 out of the 17 games he threw a pick. Well, I guess 12 of 19 if you count the two postseason. And then the Eagles got a pick in 17 of 17 regular season games. Oh, they've gotten picks because their defense is just picking people off. Their quarterbacks are elite. And, and, and the reason why they do so well with their cornerbacks and their secondary is their pass rush is second to none. I mean, it's, it's really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Hassan Reddick is, is he's a game changer. He's an absolute game changer. And if he, if he gets to Patrick multiple times, which, you know, the Chiefs O-line does pretty well in pass protection. You know what I mean? So, and Patrick gets the ball out pretty quick, too. So, um, I mean, like, like we've said a hundred times, it's going to be an awesome game. But I think a Potential late turnover, something like that, is what we're looking. What at. might make mm-hmm. the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, is twelve inter- or twelve interceptions low for for a quarterback in a regular season? Uh, I wouldn't say low. No, low would be like four. Yeah, yeah you know tied, what I mean. Tied for twenty six. Yeah, it looks like so. so not middle of the packish. You know what yeah. I mean? Not not wonderful, but <laughs> not a not, not Jake Cutler territory or anything like that. So. Those names are better left for God. <laughs> you know, Cutler was a tough guy, but, you know, they didn't put an O-line around him. He, he was like... No, he was, he was extremely tough. Out. Yeah, he was very tough. He was, man. The guy got his ass beat pretty bad on the... And last one that's not going to make you a ton of money, but Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown. Mm. Um, he has 15 rushing touchdowns in the 17 regular season games. Um, he's got the fifth most rushing yards in the sixth most rushing TDs. The Chiefs give up the fifth most rushing yards in the sixth most rushing TDs two opposing teams quarterbacks so i think between those couple stats i think that that's something to keep an eye out out for um jalen hurts also has rushed for a touchdown seven of his last nine games so um jalen hurts anytime touchdown not going to make you a ton of money um you are favored though it's plus 112 so you are getting you know what i mean you're getting the odds in in your favor um which is pretty nice so uh, with, I think with his production, I think it's a it's a hell of a bet, especially to be getting the odds. Good deal. Anything that you wanted to add, Matt, at all? Uh, no, no. I think we've I mean, covered the pertinent odds pretty well, honestly. Yeah. So, do you uh, you gonna stick around for a little bit longer? 
Um, I need to wrap it up. For I I think I'm gonna have to adjourn here. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta attend to some business for the fam. So, yeah. Yeah, well, but, uh, I'll keep on rapping with Kevin for a bit. He's going to tell us about sports mockery and how it all got started. Okay. And, and yeah. And no, that. it's been it's been real. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, always a great time here. For so, sure, brother. Yeah, yeah. No, we we're already at the forty minute mark, so we'll probably go maybe twenty minutes more or so until we find a natural endpoint. But cool. you do. Is there anything left in there? Not not really. A little swig. Finish it off, brother. Yeah. A little swig. A little swig. That's what the, the least I can Irish do. guys in Boston have with their cigarette the next morning, you know? That's the least I can do. If I don't do it, Conor will come out the, come out the fucking uh, woodwork and punch me in the face. He might. Why are you not drinking my whiskey? Bam! Oh, God, I'm sorry, Conor. Like, <clears throat> don't hit me again. Please don't do that again. <laughs> he punched an old man in a Dublin bar for not taking a shot that he was offering him. That's that's what that was story was. Yeah, he, kind was, of a he was going through move. promoting um the, promoting the yeah. whiskey, and he was going around with a bottle, and he was saying, you know, and, you know, would you like a drink? Blah blah. The guy said no, and he waited for a couple of minutes, and when the guy wasn't looking, he's like, I don't want to hear that. Like he he didn't like him as a, I don't know if he yeah. made a comment to him or something. He, he like cheap shot him too, him, and it was like an older guy, like a middle aged guy with some gray gray in hair. You know, and people were giving him shit. They're like, you can't even knock an old guy off a bar stool with a punch. Yeah, and the guy was like, like, he was like, yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't Very go down. Yeah. I think a video of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He just it. he just cracked. I don't think Connor put everything into it, obviously, but he just wrapped him kind of kind of sharp, and the guy was just like he was just like, oh fuck, what the what the fuck, you know? Yeah, he he got he got him a good one, and uh, they were giving him shit, saying, no, oh, you didn't knock him out or knock him off a stool. They got an interview with that guy in the media the next day. He's like, dude, my face was ringing pretty bad. Oh, like, the yeah. next day, the next yeah. day, I was in pain. He's like, dude, it was hurt. Especially when, when it comes unaware, sort of, and you're like, not even, you're not even like going, coming like back like, like a cheekbone or an orbital bone or yeah, yeah man. something. An orbital, yeah. dude. Uh-huh. People don't realize how easy it are to break if you get blasted straight on, or you just it, get a good shot you're not expecting. Yeah, it, it helps to kind of anticipate a little bit, you know, like when you know where a shot's going to come from, you can kind of come back with it or try to dodge. If you're going the same direction of the punch, it just lessens the impact really sucks when you're just like caught unawares and it's just like you're not you're not fucking compensating or mitigating for for the punch one so, an unhinged person yeah know, to be punching old man jesus yeah, christ that's not the irish father no that, that i raised the tradition i got from my fucking father <laughs> punching old people jesus christ but anyway whatever yes. um i don't want to shit on him too much um you know but uh speaking of <laughs> speaking of odds though speaking of odds so we're talking about mcgregor and we'll we'll re-segue back to where you're going um, I guess after I dip, but McGregor, Chandler, who do we like? Who do we like for this when they eventually clash? Michael Chandler, I'll put Chandler my probably as well for McGregor, me. Yeah. McGregor coming back in a comeback fight, like after no. one of the most horrific injuries you could possibly have. Like in boxing, they usually guy give a guy a couple of tuna fights. You'll fight two or three guys to build your confidence, get your you know legs back underneath you, get used to the feeling of being in there and taking being in a fight or flight and punching people but yeah he's going to be facing one of the best guys in the sport uh all coming back off an injury and because when he fought poirier poirier was beating him handily until mcgregor you know broke his shin basically just fractured his leg um but chandler and poirier like poirier at, at some points that that fight was fighting for his life basically you know from chandler like chandler was all over him he's, he's a fucking beast and uh, I don't think Connor can weather that storm like Poirier. He couldn't even handle Poirier. So I wouldn't um, write him off completely, but I my money would be on Chandler. I think he's gonna get fight. smashed. Yeah. When's the last time Connor won a fight? It's been a minute. 
Yeah, boy, cowboy, boy. cowboy, cowboy, right? Cowboy, think, yeah. which was four years ago, something like that. Yeah, if not more. And cowboy was at the ass, and was that his last fight in the UFC? Absolute ass end of his career, basically. I think it was maybe the two more after that, and just retired. Yeah, he's so. in a better place now. Apparently, he started taking like TRT, and he's been lifting he looks a lot of weights. Big now. He's, he, they said he, he's like almost a heavyweight dude. Right now, Jesus. they said he's about heavyweight, but uh, he looks good. He feels good. And Post USADA life, yeah, he won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, didn't have to worry about it. But he had some issues Late. that he needed to take care of, and apparently, he's been working with doctors, and he's doing. He's in. He's in a much better place now. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think don't remember the year that, that was, but yeah, it was just before COVID, and you know, he just came at him like a fucking marauder and just smashed him, and he got, you know, he got lucky. They, that's that's a fight that should have happened probably three or four years earlier because they were yeah. talking shit to each other in press <laughs> conferences and. You know, it was just one of those things where McGregor was still had his shit, and and Cowboy didn't, and got smashed and embarrassed. I felt bad for the guy. You guys yeah. heard the Jose Aldo that he admitted that Connor did put red panties on his on his uh, door to his hotel. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Oh, I mean. it's a red party night. <laughs> the guy's awesome. Yeah, he's hysterical. His, his his fight lead up and his entertainment value is is phenomenal. Oh yeah, uh, so the probably probably the best I would say in terms of Connor's ability to like create drama and promote a fight. Probably better than oh he sells it better than anyone else. Anyone, I mean he he can he can WWE sell it. You know what I mean? Like he can he could promo it and get on the mic and and give you everything you need. Sometimes it goes a little much, a little far, but you know that's what's entertaining about it. It's like oh wow, Connor, like you're gonna you're gonna ride into his favela on horseback and conquer it (laughs) like with a fucking sword. Yeah, he was saying when he was fighting, uh, although he was like, he's like. I'll ride horseback in your favela, I'll flatten that fucking dump, and I'll make a gym on there. <laughs> and like the shit he was saying, got right in his head too. It worked. It actually, it, it worked. Oh, he's throwing chairs. You know what I mean? Pref Well, that yeah, with the whole bus the, incident. Oh, that, that was bad. Uh, that was stupid. Uh, that was bad. He, Very uh, stupid. He it was like a dolly, wasn't it? He had, yeah, he took a fucking dolly, and um. Fighters were injured. A couple of fights had to be canceled because there was shattered glass and went in there. And one guy who got a, a settlement from Connor was uh, Michael Chiesa, I think it was. So he probably made a good buck off of that, maybe more than he oh, does. Oh, sweet Connor. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the fights that had to get canceled because he was fucking injured from that thing flying through the window. It's like, yeah, it gives him this like gangster kind of Tupac image, but it's like, uh, it was weird because somebody let him in the doors. There's footage of all that. And then it's like, if there's cameras around, like, were you already filming, or is this, like, a pre-staged event? It was kind of, it was fucking crazy, and, you know, the aftermath of it all was this, one of the most interesting brawls you'd ever seen in UFC history after a fight was over. Like, when Khabib beat mm-hmm. Connor, he hopped over the fence and found yeah, uh, Connor McGregor's training partner, Dylan Dennis, and got in his face and was starting to try to slap him around. And then Connor got sucker punched by one of the Khabib's teams who went in the free ring. Everybody was fighting nuts. this huge melee. And that was one of those things where you have to worry, like, holy shit, is that whole place going to be up for grabs? It just turns <laughs> into, like, a free-for-all. Like, like, uh, uh, the, uh, what was it, um, Ron Artest, when he went into that Detroit crowd, right, and started fighting everybody. You guys remember oh, that? Oh, yeah. Just, like, punching people. That was a long time ago, but yeah, it was, the you got that vibe, right? Like, of all these people yeah. jumping in and all this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Oh, you were talking shit? Yeah. Well, let's talk it, <laughs> talk it to my fucking face. Like, let's talk it toe-to-toe. Let's fucking scrap it out. Yeah. I, that's what I couldn't believe about Khabib. Like he, he's the most game ass motherfucker. Like he, he beats, he just beats a world class fighter in the octagon. I don't know how many was it in the third round he tapped him out or fourth, I think. fourth. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't like he just. So he had expended a significant amount of gas. That just shows you how much like confidence Khabib has in himself. He can beat a world class fighter, choke him out, 
leap over the octagon and get into a fist fight with random people in the crowd too. He still has gas in the tank for that. Like <laughs> absolute legend. Absolute I mean, maybe the best of all time. And yeah. he gave an interview um, after one of those victories. I can't remember if it was Poirier. It might have been Poirier. And he goes, <clears throat> Dana White, you give me one hour rest. I will beat any of these bullshit fighters like Conor McGregor, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje. He's like, I'll beat any of these motherfuckers. I was like, damn, dude, he's probably right. Yeah, Give him one hour's rest accurate. after the first one. He just comes back out and mauls him again. These but, uh, bullshit fighters. They're all world-class fighters. And he, these bullshit, <laughs> bullshit fighters. fighters. For him, it's like he's already made up his mind. He's so mentally determined I'll beat any single one of them. And now you have his, like, protege cousin guy who's at the top of the 155-pound division. Any of you guys catch the Fedor fight over the weekend? No, who won that? Fedor lost. I know that. Yeah. I, I didn't see it. I just saw he's the. I just re- read the highlights. Fedor, of it. Dude, he's got to be about forty or maybe. Uh, they said 40. that. He said that was his last professional fight. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I, I didn't know he was even still fighting. One right. of the best of all time. Wow. I would have just one of those guys where they probably fight one too many fights. I, yeah. I still wouldn't fight him even at, at, at no when he's chance. sixty years old. Mm-hmm. I get murdered. Yeah. I would love to have him as like security. Yeah. Feel so safe. Thank you, Fedor. Just not afraid of shit. Just. Push, so, just push someone away, and just grab their face, and just throw them to the ground. Just hammers his fist. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. just, just gets a hold of you. You're done. I mean, oh, you're, yeah. you're KO'd. Oh, yeah. He, there, he, if you go back and look at some <clears> of the fights <throat> that guy took in his career, just smashed people. Mm-hmm. Very scary. And his whole, you ever see that whole Fedor training regimen? He's like, he's like in the sauna, then he's in like some freezing like Arctic water. And then he's like, you know, running in like shorts in like the, through the Ural Mountains, like in the tundra or some shit. Like, that like hardcore like you know uh, rural Russian training regiment whatever the fuck it is, and where you I don't know I don't know what they do they eat nothing but like uh, raw fish and vodka or, <laughs> I, I, I'm making this up I have no idea <laughs> like but it, apparently it works yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah when he was a younger guy like just almost unstoppable and his brother too Fedor's brother um, uh, was he what was he was he kick kick kickboxing or I didn't know um, he had a brother. Yes, he has a younger brother who's extremely <laughs> dangerous, and um, I don't know whether it's, it's kick, uh, some form of like fucking Russian kickboxing or something. I'm ignorant about this, but um, I, I saw some of his fights, and he's a scary motherfucker too. Like he, Fedor has a, he's got a brother. The fighting's um, like religion over there. Though. Yeah, they take it very seriously. They train every single day. There's not a break. They're they don't care about the media, the limelight. They just want to be good at fighting. And um, I've I was listening to Chicago fighter. Bilal Mohammed, who was like a number five or number six guy in the UFC welterweight division, and he was saying, I trained with Khabib and Islam and all those guys in their gym. He's like, they're a different kind of strong, man. They're a very manly kind of strong. Yeah. He's like, dude, <clears throat> Khabib was training with me, and he had me in some holds, and he's like talking to people on the side while he had me wrapped up, and there's nothing I could do about it. I was like, dude, you're, you're almost a UFC champion, and this guy mm-hmm. does that to you. It's kind of crazy. It is. It is. I'm scared of people yeah. that are that strong, dude. Because you're like, you never what know. What can I do to defend myself against him? I couldn't. Well, if you walk up, if you walk up to Khabib, like you know, in a Seven Eleven or something like that, he just looks like kind of a unassuming guy. You know, he's maybe like in a hoodie or something. He's not huge, you know, and it's not something you you would be like, like, oh shit, like there's a bear, you know. Some some people are like refrigerator size. They walk through the door, you're like, no way, this is this is a, a man bear. Um, but you know, a, a guy like Khabib. You never, you don't know some of these guys who train regularly, especially some of the jiu-jitsu guys. They just look like regular folks, you know, assuming, and um, you don't want to cross them. You don't, you don't want to to get wrong because they'll, they'll strangle your ass. Um, but yeah, I'm just seeing here. 
Um, speaking of scary people, Alexander Emelianenko, um, he is... That's a brother. That's Fedor's brother. <clears throat> he is a three-time Russian National Combat Sambo Champion Ugh. and three-time World Combat Sambo Champion in the Absolute Division. So, yeah, it runs in the family. The, the straight killers. Dude, so, yeah. <clears throat> Being the Russian guys alone, man, those yeah. are tough people, bro. Tough people. Yeah. And Matt turned me on to, uh, if you ever just need a good laugh or you want to like enjoy some chaos... There's these videos on YouTube you can watch. It's called Meanwhile in Russia. Oh, yeah. And it's just like <laughs> trucks going off the road, car accidents. Everyone's drunk. Oh, just getting wild. Falling yeah. off of shit way up in the air. <laughs> stuff going into the river when they're trying to cross through they're, with trucks. and Skating with bears. Like some, I've literally watched videos where they have like a pet bear and they'll be on ice skates and they'll, the bear will be like towing them on the ice. They're like skating with bears. It's like it's like a, you know, a dog sled. They, they fight, drink, and play hockey. Yeah. Like that's, that's what these... Yeah, that's, that's why. what they do. Well, apparently they have a good sense of humor, too. They say that people that come up in very tough environments and cold environments and hard, like, they just... I, I mean... When you watch those yeah. when you watch those videos, the Meanwhile in Russia, you hear them in the background, oh, <laughs> 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 You're like, do it, pussy. <laughs> 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 They're just laughing, having yeah. a good time, and cracking I, jokes. I would love to... I had a... Um, my first introduction to civilian college was with a Russian guy. He was a guy who was catty-cornered to me in my dorm room freshman year of college. And um, so I was coming out of the Naval Academy. I spent my first uh, semester in college at the Naval Academy. Then I went to civilian college. And so we, we couldn't drink as freshmen at, at you know, uh, USNA. So, um, but when I got to civilian college, it was like freshman year. Everyone's hammered all the time. We're partying. And my next-door neighbor in the dorm was a, was a Russian guy. And so he's like, yeah, yeah, come over here. We're, we're going to get this your college experience started properly. And so he b- busts out, you know, this, like, um, select, like, nice, like, Russian vodka or whatever. Just shots, shots, hookah, hookah, shots, shots. And I, I, I don't remember my first weekend in civilian college. I have no <laughs> idea what occurred. It's a blur. I told Russians him, like hookahs? Yeah, he, uh, he did. I don't know if it's a Russian, but he did. Cool, those are nice, man. A very relaxing thing. Yeah, do. and I, I just I woke up later that weekend, um, at the end of a hallway by the trash cans. We had the like, trash cans at the end of the dorm hallways. I was I was past. I was probably puking the trash can earlier or something. I don't remember, but um, I, I woke up and that was, that was my first introduction to civilian college with with a Russian dude. And I, I was gonna say like I I like partying with Russians, but. I can't keep up with them. And I'm from Wisconsin, okay, where it's it's a land of functioning alcoholics up there. Like like we we're we're not known for us, you know, skimping on our drinks. But the Russians are a whole different level. It's especially that hard liquor. Like whiskey, we can put down a lot of beer, but like in terms of just like drinking straight vodka and stuff, dude, the Russians, I mean, they they grow up on it. It's they're 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 on a whole different level. Like Mouthwashing them. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. very used to it. Um Mm-hmm. They're probably just now genetically evolved. Their, their, their system processes it really well, or something. But um, they're all tough, man. And I, I, there was this kid who was an exchange or like kind of like exchange student or something from the Ukraine when I was a kid. And uh, you know, I fancied myself a pretty tough kid for for a smaller guy. I was getting into it with him in my basement one time, and he fucking judo fucking threw me, kind of like a Ronda Rousey type of thing or something. Yeah. Wow. That kid was strong, man. Like, I was, I was like, how did you learn this stuff? And he's like, they teach us in school from a young age. Like, part of their like physical education is martial arts training. And dude, he did it like reflexive. They must be standing there on match, just literally throwing people over, throwing yeah, people over, that's just your gym again class. and again. 
because, and dude, I'm lucky I didn't get hurt real bad because he threw me pretty good, and it was that's a hard tile floor we had in our basement growing up. <laughs> so nice. I don't know. I got lucky, man, and I dodged a bullet there. But those people, man, they all – because we're in a time when the Soviet Union just fell because this was the early 90s. I'm messing around with this kid. I'm, you know, I was born in 84. I was probably, like, you know, 92, 93, and, um, you know, seven, eight years old or nine years old. And he was like, yeah, dude, we do this shit in fucking school, man. He's like, we grew – they train us. He's like, we, we all my – all my friends, all the kids in school, boys, girls, they all know how to fight. They teach them all how to, how to fight from a very young age. I wish I did that yeah. shit here, you know what I mean? Maybe these fucking people would be politer, right? <laughs> I, I can kick your ass. I can kick your ass. All right, man. Hmm. You can go in front of me. Go ahead. But at least, at least the knowledge that it might be resolved with, you know, like a grappling match or some, some fist thrown is going to make people think twice, right? Like, it's, it's just... Like sort of an old school method of resolving your problems as opposed to like nowadays people are just like they feel they can just talk shit and act like an asshole without any consequences. And if and if there is even even if you slap somebody around or whatever, like a lot of times the cops are called and maybe not so much here because cops are really they're kind of tapped out like with other stuff. But elsewhere, it's just like the first thing cops are called. They're there on the scene. It's just like you can't even, you know, have a, a physical disagreement with somebody like without getting some cuffs on you in some places i'm just more worried about people pulling a gun here yes and 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 that like and that's another thing like why does it have to go that way i feel like back in the day things were more settled just with like a there wasn't a coward like a fisticuff come on man let's handle yeah police used to duke it out with people in the streets it's like sometimes we'd let them go after we had a good scrap on them i talked to police officers like yeah we used to sort it out and then you know sometimes we got the better of it sometimes the worse of it like all right just don't do that again or whatever you know yeah like golden bygone era i i feel like that's a Maybe, I don't know, like, I feel like that's maybe better than just, like, the default, all right, I'm going to pull a gun on somebody. Like, whoa, wait a minute. You skipped, like, this is, like, what happened to the, the, the escalation, escalation of force? Can we you skipped, like, three levels kick here, Kick me, man. punch me, bite me, you know, yeah. try to do something else before you shoot me. Log- yeah. First we have logically talking this out. <laughs> then we have fighting when that doesn't work. Then we have blunt objects, right? Then we may have sharp objects like knives. And finally Ooh. we have projectiles, gun like guns. <laughs> There's a whole, like tears of this shit we can go through before but now it's like he's like oh, okay pull the gun wait a minute you skipped so many steps man like i just feel it's kind of bullshit just so. for cutting you off in traffic yeah 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 so it's pretty crazy you yeah. shouldn't go directly to that shot all the time yeah. over road rage shit now that's why i'm fucking trying to watch it man i try to observe what other people are doing and just avoid them if they're fucking nuts you know i know i i it's been a learning experience for me driving here coming from wisconsin i just have to like I, it would piss me off so much with these these people driving recklessly. I'm just like, you son of a bitch. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't know if they're on cocaine and they're strapped or whatever. What if they throw a Mac-10 out the window or they just ram me, you know, with their busted-ass hoopty? And it's like, I'm just not – I just, you know what? Do you, boo. Do you. Well, like, the thing for you, Matt, yeah. is it's tough to learn in reverse. Like, we yeah. grew up with this. This is – we're used to it. Although, I think – I feel like even after COVID, people have been more temperamental on the roads or whatever. But – um, you know, it's it's worse than it ever has been. Like in this area where this office is, where my house is at, like down by my house right now, there's a street that just it's supposed to be like a regular side street, but it's like a thoroughfare. People are getting pissed because the trains are blocking off the neighborhood and they're just flying down there without going through the stop signs. Granted, they put too many stop signs in there. It's so yeah. many that there's a literally one at every block. It's like it's annoying to like accelerate your car and then have to come to complete stop. Derp, so I kind of get it. Derp, but, derp. like, these people aren't even yeah. faking a yield anymore. They're just going through. I'm like, Jesus Christ, if somebody's coming off the side street and they think that you're going to stop and you go out there, you have a real bad accident. But, um, yeah, to, for you to learn first, 
for me, I'm used to the dog shit. When I go up to Wisconsin, it's like a walk in the park. Oh, no, okay. it's glorious. Oh, they're going Paradise. too slow. That's what pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. I just go around. <laughs> but then you got to watch out because you're, you've are yeah. got a target on your back when you got an Illinois plate on your car. But uh, in any event, I guess we'll shift it over. Um, are you heading out? I think so. I, uh, I, I got to help out uh, with some fam stuff here. So good to your I should I should balance it. It's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks good for coming again, on. Man. And, uh, I'll see you manana, bro. Uh, yeah. Um, well, we got that breakfast meeting, 9. So do you still have the address or do you need me to text it to you? No, I, I got it. Uh, All right, cool. Yeah, so I'll, I'll meet you over there then because I got to swing around and pick up some stuff on the way over. Too easy, man. Okay. All right, cool. I'll see you then. Yeah, see you then, bro. Uh, all right. Later, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well said. Um, so, Kev, tell us uh, about Sports Mockery. This was formed, you said, seven years ago? About? Yeah, officially like seven years ago. I, I, I'd have to go back and actually do the math, but we've been doing it for probably well over ten years in terms of um, friendly banter between um, – friends um that you know kind of escalated into this uh media company really that what sports mockery is now so um yeah it's, it's been beneficial seven years you know we got our um paperwork all that kind of stuff um all done about seven years ago uh so it's going great yeah it's awesome so it's you and you said four other yeah there's there's three main guys yeah so there's um, um chris burhans uh matt eastman matt Zawoski are are the three that kind of um Run it, you know what I mean? Kind of yeah. owners, founders type of type of people. They do uh, that as a full time job, or what? no? No, all of them have successful corporate careers. Yeah, um, all of us do. Yeah, so um, no, the 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 owners don't. Um, I think most of the staff that um, is on Sports Mockery, I'd say a lot of them. Don't, I, I mean, full-time, I guess, is, is kind of tough to say because they're contract, right? They can, they're they freelance. They, they can they can do what they what they choose with their time. So um, I wouldn't say necessarily full-time, but, I mean, there's some – we have a few writers that pump out a lot of content for us. You know what I mean? Yeah. 30, 40, 50, 100-plus articles a month. So. That's a lot, man. So it's a real lot. Two or three a day. Oh, yeah. Minimum. I mean, uh, some of them, some of the guys do that. That's they might do in a in a heavy news day, you know, sports news day. They two, three in an hour. Yeah, literally. I mean, you can find that news and and reproduce it and repackage it and send it back out. Man. So originally, you said it started where you were keeping contact with people and you were making like predictions and just talk and, and putting it on email threads. And you said, why don't we kind of turn this into a blog? Yeah, exactly. So we were kind of, you know, there's a bunch of us kind of, you know, post, post college, you know, all that kind of stuff. Everyone kind of got, got in their corporate roles and we, we were just had a big email thread that was kind of emailing around between uh, 12, 14, 15 of us. You know That's what I mean? Lot. It was, yeah. It's, it's a, almost like a text message conversation or a big group. It, it, it was a text message conversation via email basically is, is what it was. It was a big group message. Um, so yeah, we were having a lot of people, you know, six, eight, 10, 12 months down the line say, Oh, remember I called that, you know, I called Joe Kim Noah, um, you know, getting traded or, you know, whatever those situations were that we would talk about back in the day. Um, and we needed a place to kind of track and house that stuff because people would say, Oh, I, I called that. We'd say, you know, we'd we'd make them go dig out the email, right? Go, go dig out the email, prove to us. That's what you said. And it was kind of keeping people accountable, but also ball busting at the same time you know which was fun so 
Um, Chris, Chris is a big IT guy, um, so he's the one who kind of started the um, coding and kind of put, put put the website out there, you know what I mean, and kind of got it going. And it was a house, kind of a place to track, you know what I mean, all, all these kind of predictions and things that we were doing. And then, so uh, it was originally just you guys. You didn't have writers. It was you. Yeah, no, it was just, just putting blogs. Just us. On, on yeah. Um, and then it kind of turned into um, the, the social media aspect of it. Kind of started growing. People were kind of interested in what was going on there, um, and interested in kind of the different platforms that we had out there. So. As, as we continued to kind of grow our following, um, we were attracting um, some better talent, right, than, than maybe just the four of us. So we ended up getting kids from, you know, Columbia, Columbia and they, they were graduating, coming out with these you know, journalism or me, you know, media aspirations um, and having a hard time kind of finding a spot to land right away. So um, we, we have multiple people that that started with Sports Mockery that now currently write for, um, you know, ChicagoBears.com. We got some, some guys at NBC. Uh, we have some guys that are producers right now at 670 The Score and some things like that. So we kind of um, started as a breeding ground for some of these guys just kind of coming out of uh, coming out of school um, and, and gals as well. Um, and, and they would they would produce the content. Um, and, and we do content kind of multiple ways. We have our written content, which is, which is the blog and the website. Uh, we have multiple podcasts um, that, that come out of that as well. Um, and then we do some video as well um, that, that kind of comes through that as well. So um, kind of where the media company comes in instead of just being a, a sports blog, if you will. Do you uh, <clears throat> do you get in on any of those podcasts that they do from time to time? You know, I don't. I'm more in the background, you know, personally. I would say probably Matt Zawaski, who's one of the founders, um, he is the host of what we call Pinwheels and Ivy. And that's our baseball podcast. So he kind of, he's more uh, really champions that. He's big, huge White Sox fan, big baseball guy. So he, that's kind of his, that's kind of his, uh, his, his gig with some of the other uh, folks that are on that uh, podcast with him. But uh, for the most part, most of the, the higher end guys, the, 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 the executives, right, of the company, if you will, kind of more do the day-to-day managing of it, not so much the content creation. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, the website is really nice, man. Um, it's not. I mean, it looks like you had somebody come in since you started your first one. Oh, sure, we've had many, many, you know, iterations of the website. You know what I mean? Starting off from some pretty basic code to now it all being, you know, basically um, certain uh, certain code that's on it, right? That right. that our guy Chris has written in, in kind of a. Um, obtained from um, other sources as well um, to kind of build the website to what it is today. So there's lots of different, uh, you know, plugins is what they call them. Uh, WordPress is, you know, awesome to to use as, as a platform. Yeah. And there's different different plugins that we're using um, to kind of uh, curtail a lot of that. You have WordPress for your website? Yeah, WordPress is majority of, of, of what it's used and kind of what the writers blog through. Yeah, I my website for this podcast is WordPress as well. It's very easy to work with and update. What they had a guy design it, and then he just said, "Anytime you want to update it, that's all you got to do." So, yeah, it's basically almost like a copy. But WordPress paste. comes out with different versions, you know what yeah. I mean, um, all, all the time. So you have the one you want to kind of stay up to date, and then you kind of want to want to watch what the competition's doing, what what you think is working for somebody else, um, you know, kind of best practice type of thing. You might want to move some things around. You know, ad placement is big too, where you place the ads um, to get as much traffic back and stuff like that. So. Did it cost you a lot to get a designer to do that? 
Well, one of our founders is is the IT guy. You so know what he, I mean? He, he's the current site. That's form. all him. No mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. He probably saved a lot of money there. So oh, I'm guessing some of these big huge sports organizations are spending We're, a couple hundred thousand uh, dollars on their website easy, or something like that. Easy. 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 Yeah. Easy. Maybe a million, mm-hmm. right? Some, yes. Because yours, like, your, your website, like, it's like looks like NBC or like Sun-Times website or something. And the ad's perfectly placed. It's just like... Just looks, you know, like a big, like a big deal, you know. Yeah, appreciate that. I mean, it's a lot of trial and error. You know what I mean? It w- wasn't done overnight. You know what I mean? We've had multiple years into this, multiple sessions, so many phone calls, so many meetings, you know, all that type of stuff to uh, build to come out with, you know, the creation of it and to be able to, you know, constantly churn out that content in a format that is digestible, you know, to the to the audience. Um, the articles are good, man. You got some good writers in there. And, um, you know, they're, you're getting, like, up-to-the-date sports information focused on Chicago sports. Yeah, it's, it's all Chicago sports related. You know what I mean? That That's absolutely the thing. And, and, you know, keywords are big in the SEO space and things like that. So we would do very well with a lot of the major keywords that a Chicago sports fan may or may not search, right? More than likely we'll search, like, uh, Chicago Bears news and rumors. You know what I mean? We're, like, one of the tops for that. Um, Chicago Bulls updates, you know what I mean? Chicago sports news, breaking Chicago sports news. Those are all things that we kind of focus on in our, in our keywords and, and, and um, the, yeah, as we're creating content and, and putting that stuff out there to make sure that we have the right phrases and words in there to be so able you're to, get, coming up at to get up to get up at the top of the results for Google and things like that. Yeah, yeah um, you know, probably not easy to do, um, you know, when you're doing with um, the competitors that you guys are up against. Um, but uh, the, the the focus on Chicago sports is, like we talked about earlier, it's in Chicago, the sports here are a way of life, you know, and, um, you know, we'll see how things go as things change with the generation. But the Bears, you know, are opening day with the White Sox or the Cubs. It's a big deal, you know, a family event. And, uh, you know, you've seen – championships here with the Hawks and and all this um you know so for you to have that that brand because sports in Chicago is a very unique thing you know win lose draw people love them people love the teams it's passionate yeah it's it's, Chicago sports fans are extremely passionate it's a pastime Um, people spend their time on it and win or lose you know what I mean there's um there's always traffic to the site you know what I mean there's for every sport, too. You know what I mean? The, the Bulls aren't the very best right now, right? They're not doing great. We're getting our Bulls coverage is through the roof right now. You know, probably the best it's been in this in our history. You know what I mean? So things like that has, has been working out uh, really, really well. Is being involved with sports mockery, is, is it very time-consuming for you outside of your work and your family life? Uh, yes and no. Um, yes, it, it's it's another task, right? That, that, that's on your list of, of things you have to do that day, that week, that month. Um, is it overkill? No, no because thankfully there's a, there's a few of us, right. That, that are, they're working on it. Um, and the staff does really all the heavy lifting with the content and things yeah. like that. So, um, you know, able to stay focused more on higher level things, um, items that Cause you're like one of the directors or whatever. Right. Yeah. Items. Yeah, exactly. So you have I, to have meetings about decisions. Yeah. Right. What are we going to do here? What are we going to do there? You know, what about this ad partner, that ad partner, um, all those types of things are the conversations we have at that level. Do you, 
do you have somebody on staff uh, or one of your co-founders that reviews the content before it's put out? or Like an that? editor type of thing? Yeah. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, the nice thing for you guys has got to be, like, you are the people who approve it. There's nobody above you to tell you you can't write this or whatever. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why we got started so well is we kind of don't have – a lot of the major sports, right, are tied. They end up getting tied to a, a organization, right? Like NBC Sports, you know what I mean? Like Comcast Sportsnet, right? Like that was owned by the teams. So, yes, they, I could, didn't say, realize that. they could say they can get as critical as they can, but they really can't, right? Because you're going to get that phone call. Like 670 the score can't bash the Cubs all day long because the Cubs play their games on that station, right? Same thing with the Bulls and AM1000, you know what I mean? All that kind of stuff. So, even writers, right? Like they they physically might be in that room with those press conferences, right? Like at, at the thing, and then they might not want to ask that certain question or say that type of thing. Well, our guys and gals kind of take a different approach and say, like, we want to question that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that we want to get involved in. We want we want to research. We want to ask about um, because we don't have those constraints constraints or ties to the organization that we're worried they're gonna they're gonna revoke a press pass so um your writers are credentialed with press passes that they can most most they won't give them to us really usually it's only uh we get a lot of bears preseason we get a lot of preseason stuff that they'll always let us be a part of Um, but they don't really want us there during the regular season Um, and and interesting they're afraid of what your writers might have to say. Right? I don't. Know, I don't know if it's afraid. You know, they, they, they what, we're always denied because they say we're not print media. Well, let's be serious. Print nobody media is, is nobody anymore. is anymore. You know what I mean? So, and and we fight back on that kind of stuff. But again, we're just we're just this little media company. You know what I mean? But growing. Uh, but but mm-hmm. growing right, and it has some pretty good influence too. So, and impressive impressive enough numbers that you had somebody in the past who made an offer and purchased 49% of Yeah, we had a venture capitalist come in who kind of owned multiple multiple websites, multiple media companies, um, came in, purchased 49% of the site, um, had it for, for a while. I think he made made his money off of it. Um, and then he ended up selling his entire media portfolio, media portfolio um, which we ended up having a clause in the contract that we can, you know, we got the purchase first option. Uh, we, we had, yeah, exactly. You have to because – when it's a brainchild of yours, and I mean, who knows? The growth potential was huge, right? Right, I mean, yeah, and that's it was key to us to have the right of first refusal and there to be able to get it back. You know what I mean? To yeah, um, because it's ours; it's our baby. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, in a small company like that, you can't just have some random person coming in. Well, we even group. you know what was nice that he was you know his company's out in California. He didn't really care what we did. You know what I mean? He would he'd look at the numbers at the end of the month. He was concerned about the profit. That's it. I mean, he was revenue. he was a strict investor. You know what I mean? That's that's what he was. He was, he was looking at numbers, and that's it. Could care less how many articles were on the site, who wrote what, which you know staff yeah, member, money, which sense. staff member was the MVP that month. He could care less. You know, what I mean? he was just straight bottom line, um, top line revenue, bottom line profit. So. Uh, you guys bought back the shares, um, and you're thinking perhaps in the future, if you continue to grow, you might have more. I would imagine another another company is going to probably come in at some point, you know what I mean, whether it's a, a local one or a national one. Um, I, I would I would venture to guess at some point in time we will be, we will be offered again. 
um, and we'll have to make that decision. Well, hopefully it'll be it'll be worth it. You know, if you get an offer, it wouldn't be one of those ones where you look back and go, shit. You know what I mean? If we just held out another four or five years, they could have been another. Well, that's what you get worried about, right? It's, it's the fear of the unknown. You know what I mean? And, and all humans kind of have that, right? Like, what, what should, even when we did that deal, it, we were kicked it around for weeks because we were like, hey, what if, what if right now was our time? And now, you know what I mean? And, and, and this guy's going to come in and wreak our, the benefits of, Everything of our sweat. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, That's for real because, like, Anything that we do outside of our, outside of the norm, like for, for you, like this is something that it's it's bigger than yourself. It's um something worthy of working toward and growing, and it's hard to just let that go to let somebody come in and take it over. So the price would have to be right. Yeah, price would have to be right, and, and they have to have the right vision too. You know that that was one thing about this guy was he was just going to sit in the background, and that was it. You know, kind which, of a passive, or kind of a passive. Guy, yeah. Just that's it, which was great. You know, but. If you get somebody with some big aspirations, oh, I think you guys should change, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, um, maybe they're right. Maybe they're wrong. We would take a look at it, but we, we like being able to make the decisions ourselves. Yeah, and the thing about it is, like, what you did is you, it seems like you formed formed the, the, the company at the right time. Um, is like, when you started, this is what – people like in sports like they like to hear people just talking about it in a fun way and making you know funny observations and comments about it and writing just good content um you don't get that everywhere you, you know if you're gonna get something that's it sounds like more academic than it does sports writing like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like nobody wants the end to read of the that. D, the, right. day it's about the fans and without the fans there is no there's no team. There's nothing. And that's kind of us. We were all fans before we, you know, got started on doing any of this. So it is it is the voice of the fan. You know what I mean? We even had that as a slogan for a little while. You know what the I mean? The voice of the fan. We were the voice of the fan. You know what I mean? Because we were all fans writing. Um, there was one point in time, by where the website was open. Where you any, could actually blog on anyone it. Anyone could come in and just write their own blog. You know what I mean? And, and send it in. And we would review it and then put it up if it was worthwhile. Yeah, I think I remember that. Maybe that was when we first met a few years back that they, you might have still been doing it. I don't know. Maybe it was before. My yeah, time. no, we d- definitely did that. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah, because I think we talked about boxing, right? You were you were thinking about doing some boxing stuff yeah. and MMA and, and that yep. kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you are you involved with picking the the journalists who write for you, or how does that work? No, not really, not so much. No, that's kind of the other guys, you know, yeah. kind of handle the, the the factory aspect of it. You know what I mean? The, you work with? Did you say you were doing more of the ad revenue side? Did yeah, I, I mess around more in the ad side, the sales side of, of the cycle. Um, whether that's you know meeting with individual partners um, in terms of of what they're looking for. Um, everyone, you know. When, when you meet with businesses, right, everyone's like, oh, I can give you X amount of ad impressions a month, a week, a day, whatever. It's hard for people to really understand what we're talking about when you're not from that industry. You know, when we talk about, you know, CPM and click, click per million and stuff like that, like kind of blows people's minds. They're not really sure what we're talking about. And we tell them that for every thousand clicks, you're going to have to pay us $5. They're, they're like, well, what, well, how many... 
a lot of people look at that as, well, how, uh, how many deals do I get out of that? And you're like, well, that's not what this is. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you're getting clicks, yeah, which you, is the step toward your Which is the step, goal. right. You better write that good ad. To catch you fish. better have that nice landing page. You better, you know what I mean? There's more. I can send you traffic, but that doesn't mean you're going to convert them. Um, so, you know, we try to... We, tr- we, we tried at first to go to go to all these small businesses and, and really we were spinning our wheels a lot trying to explain to them what how this all works right like how all these ads work and and, and static ads versus you know traditional ads, all that kind of stuff right so we we would, we would educate them on the topics and it just became very tiresome like it was just you were spinning the wheels round and round and round and round when we had, you know, Google AdSense kind of in our back pocket. And if we ever didn't have enough content, you know, enough um, advertisers to fill that space, we we're using Google to kind of fill the space anyways. So once we started getting better at the way we were structuring our articles, the site where the ads landed, Google really started liking us, right? They started liking, they like the amount of unique visitors we have every month. We get a ton of unique visitors. Unique meaning first-time visitors, or meaning what? like you click and then you don't you click and then jump off. Is 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 unique <laughs> unique IP addresses. Oh, okay. so like you 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 log in from here, you know what I mean, and then she logs in from her computer or whatever. It's like so they they track all these you know unique IPs. Then they can tell how long that particular IP was on the website. So did you read three articles? Did you read five articles? So, so unique means different, um, different IP people, addresses. right? Different yeah, so people they know for sure in. because it was a different IP address every time, right? So, so I could be Kevin Giltmeyer. I could continue to click the same ad over and yeah, over, and refresh, refresh, yeah, refresh, yeah, refresh, 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 refresh. It, yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, this is not. We're not paying for this. Google's yeah. way too smart. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, they're, get out of here with that bullshit. Did you go to Google or did they come to you? We went to Google. Yeah. So Google AdSense is. Is you know you could put it on you could put it on the Blessed Life website you know what yeah. I mean if you wanted to okay. and start getting paid some revenue. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, mine is very low traffic, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, ho- hopefully that'll change one day. Keep on listening. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, so, what's the process for that? Is it, do you have to like a, speak to somebody or some kind of no no it, no? It's it's all automated. You know, Google's got it all automated, so you end up picking up the different. Um, you know, Google AdSense is is what it is, and we end up putting the different you know spots in the, in the articles and kind of around and um, you know they call it the fold and, and the ad before the fold and you know video ads the longer they play that'll pay you more than you know just seeing a static for it's scaled right so if they watch for twenty seconds thirty seconds you get a higher if, if they watch and then click you know what I mean you get more money on that way and all that kind of stuff but you're getting pennies. Yeah, so you got to do a huge Pennies, high volume. You have to do volume. Yeah. I mean, you you got to do some high high volume. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess you guys are doing it enough that yeah, we are. Yeah, staff. we're. I mean, we have millions. We have millions of hits a month. No shit. Yeah. So. so and how how does that work? Like on the back end of the website through like WordPress or something, you see the traffic. They tell you on. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, all that stuff that you install on it with Google, um, and that Google has different analytics that you can you can install in the back end of WordPress to through through to. the website. Mm-hmm. I'll have to start doing that just to track the. People are probably like, you don't track your shit on your site. No, not really. I mean, I got YouTube tells me how many people view or subscribe, mm-hmm. and then people tell me, or um, the like. Spotify, Pandora, all that tells you how many, you know, through the Simplecast website tells you how many people are 
viewing or downloading per mm-hmm. week how many are unique listeners mm-hmm. and all that as well no it's interesting i thought you had to go through some crazy negotiation I'm like oh it must be tough no David negotiating with goliath or whatever. yeah yeah no, no it, i mean that would be that'd be cool i'd be I'd, I'd love to sit in on that but it's it's more just all automated you know google's so smart so everyone pays google to run the ads and you know kind of what happens in the background brian is like let's say oh i want to do one for tyranny legal right um our tyranny legal wants to attack males in the demo of 18 to 50 you know in the chicagoland area right so that that would be ideal for us right so google will look at your ad and say how much are you willing to spend you know, oh you're willing to spend three bucks okay like i'll take a look at your ad but then they might go to mgm sportsbook right who says i'll pay four dollars for that spot you know what I mean? Because you're kind of competing over the same client. Yeah. So Google runs all the, it's called bidding. They literally do all that bidding in the background before that ad ends up rendering on your site. Okay. Mm-hmm. Man, it's, it's, it sounds like a, a real efficiency for, for a site like yours. Right? Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, because once, once you set your ad and you place it, the only time you really have to mess with it is, is when you start changing the look. You know what I mean? Because you got to kind of keep it fresh, right? You got to want to change your look up every so often. Have the articles kind of format differently. Yeah, you don't want things to look stale. You don't want to look stale. You want to, to, people that there's real life, there's bodies behind this and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, we kind of have to look at that some sometimes every now and then. And then, the way it seems to me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, you're helping kind of i guess google or the advertisers more than helping you or does there's do some of those ads somehow drive traffic to your site as well they don't know no the ads pay us for the traffic that we have on yeah so that that's our revenue right that that's how we you know keep our doors open how we pay our staff i got you are are those um are the ads and then we get stuff from you know like these smaller companies kind of you know we kind of moved them away from these ads and stuff but We'll do sponsorships on social media, you know, things like that. We'll, we'd much rather do, like, partnerships with people. Um, you know, we've done it with multiple bars and things like that where, hey, let's all, you know, let's let's have a um, St. Patrick's Day, right? You, you know, Western Avenue is going to be jam-packed, right? right? So maybe one of those bars off of 111th Street or 115th Street, maybe they are going to need to get some people in because everyone's going to be on Western Avenue. So we've done it before where we've had – you know, we, we throw a big sports mockery party at a certain bar, you know what I mean? And then we get people to come in, and then that bar's helped. Um, you know, they paid for us to come in. They paid for us to bring some of our people in, no sure. meaning like our, our fans, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And then we, we do it that way, too, with some people. So watch I mean, watch parties for games, all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool, yeah, the watch parties for games. Um, St. Patrick's has got to be in, kind of an interesting one because me personally – Huge fan of the Southside Irish Parade, uh, attended for many, many years. But a lot of the time after the parade, I'd either end up at a house party or I'd leave and go to Bourbon Street. Them bars on Western, it's too packed, man. I couldn't even get well, in. Well, right. So they're not looking show. for us, right? Like, yeah. even though we've done them there. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've, we've, we've done multiple ones on Western Avenue um, because those bars don't get packed until mid-parade after the parade. Yeah. Uh, but we, we'll bring them in there at 11 o'clock. You know what I mean? And then start off a little pre-game. Start off pre-game in. You know, we'll have different – you know, we'll host contests. We'll do giveaways, um, all, all types of – things to to entice people to come in that sounds good my man uh and then you're able to balance your you know the company uh with your obligations with fidelity and all that yeah 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 i mean it's it's it makes for long days some days you know what i mean but and long nights but um it's all manageable um like i said there's four of us 
so we're able to kind of share the load um, a lot and all the content creation is really done from the staff um, we occasionally have meetings with them you give them some ideas give them some thoughts maybe tips or tricks stuff like that but uh, for the most part it's uh self self-run you know what i mean the, these we have the processes down and the systems in place where it's pretty seamless glad to hear that and um you know it's it's really cool to to see what you've done you know um we've gotten to know each other over the past couple of years and it's it's always cool to see somebody who does something that's like in some sense larger than life right you're building this you're growing it um you know as a baby uh a mature baby and then you tell me you have like millions of people of traffic coming through the website or month. So really cool. I don't know too many people have done anything like that. It's it's not easy, right? In a world where media is saturated, right? And mm-hmm. like, even this, like I always kind of joke around. I'm like the you know social media or YouTube or whatever has allowed everybody to be their own celebrity, right? Like. I never realized how many models there were out there, Kevin, until, <laughs> until I got Instagram. Until you got Insta. Yeah, or whatever, or Facebook. Like, if they're out there, they do this for a living. And it's technology is even the playing field from, you know, bigger companies or whatever. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting a deal from this company or, you know, getting a show with NBC or mm-hmm. whatever. It's now you can, you know, start out on you your make own. it yourself. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's kind of a more trustworthy media because they know that, you know, it's – you're not held back by somebody who has to watch what they say to keep their job, you know? That's that's huge for us. You know what I mean? That that for sure. Because I mean we've gotten into stuff that, you know, other other outlets wouldn't touch. Um especially, you know, the then the Blackhawks, you know, heyday when all that stuff was going on kind of um with with the different you know, kind of in team fighting and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And we had some really good sources on a lot of that information. Um and we ran with a lot of it, um, which made other outlets jealous isn't the right word. Made, maybe envious that we were able to tell this story where they were told they can't tell that story um, or they shouldn't tell that story. Terrible thing to hear in America. You know, we talk about freedom of speech. It's the First Amendment to the Constitution. Well, and, and freedom of speech is fine, but most that, that business can choose to pull their pull their credentials they could pull their advertising dollars they can look to a different outlet for whatever they're looking for so um reputation all that kind of stuff i i I get all that all that makes sense to me you know what i mean where you don't want to you want to dog somebody just to dog them yeah but this isn't you're right i I agree with you're saying you're not doing it just to dog them but if it's true and it's information of interest to the fans or to the public you know whatever the issue may be People should be able to talk about well, look, it and hear it, about it. You, it's come out now. How many truth. How many years later after the Blackhawks went on their their great run, where a lot of that stuff that we kind of talked about, people, some of it's kind of come come out now. You know what I mean? And, and people have seen it. And like, what the, so it's not satisfying. It's not like, oh, we're patting ourselves in the back type of thing. But, but you were the ones who broke the story when nobody else could talk about but it. But nobody else didn't even want to talk about it. You know, they, they wanted nothing to do with it. And we were, and we were kind of able to put it out there. So that was that, that's... Stuff like that is like, yeah, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like that. For sure. We made an impact there. You know what I mean? Yes, we pissed some people off in the process, but we definitely made an impact. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough, man. That's a balancing act, a fine line you have to walk between um, doing what you love to do, being successful at it, and, um, you know, telling the truth. But sometimes people are going to be offended. The truth hurts, but 
you know, maybe the truth will keep people acting, you know, on their best behavior. That's, that's exactly right. Anything else you want to tell us at all about uh, about the business or yourself? No, I mean, sports mockery is awesome. You know what I mean? It, it, it's a, I hope everyone gets an opportunity to check it out. You know, we're on we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, uh, we're on all the, you know all the big YouTube, socials, Twitter, all that, YouTube, yeah. Twitter, all that kind of stuff. So check us out, give us a follow, you know, give us a like. Um, if if you're into sports, especially Chicago sports, and you like a little bit of humor every now and then, I think you'll you'll really enjoy what we got. Sports Mockery is the site and the, the brand for you. Yeah, sportsmockery.com. That's awesome, man. Many, um, many years of growth ahead. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, um, I, I always say that um, kindness is the world's most powerful resource, and we control it as a people. It's not the government, not some big company. Also, um, kindness is contagious. And, uh, you know, maybe more so than COVID, who knows. But spread kindness all over and make the world a better place. Uh, Stay sharp, stay blessed, and tune in to the next episode of the Blessed Life University podcast. Um, We love you guys. Amen. Peace out.